Welcome to Heels Handbags and Hustle. This is your host, Rachel Earp, and I'm so delighted you found my show. My podcast is dedicated to encouraging women in the workplace to become confident, secure, and inspired in their work and femininity. In my podcast, I candidly share my journey as a mom of two boys, one with Down syndrome, the struggles of parenting and balancing my career with mom life. And now, stay tuned for my latest episode. Be blessed, my friends. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm so glad you joined me today. This is my first episode, actually, of 2022, and it basically, (laughs) long story short, um, it's been quite an interesting start to the year. I don't think any start to the year is always exactly as we think it's going to be. I don't know. Maybe it is for you, but um, yeah, my family and I had COVID and that kind of just knocked us back quite a bit, Um, actually quite a few weeks. (laughs) Uh, I'm so glad that's over. Can I just say that was not fun, but um, we made it through and we worked very hard to just keep our immune system strong and you know just rest i think rest is so important and we were very blessed with wonderful friends who stopped and dropped us off food and we're just checking in safely of course (laughs) from a distance um, to see how we were doing and we just feel really blessed to have made it through on top and you know sometimes stuff just knocks us down (laughs) But I am excited to be back with my podcast. I've missed sharing my heart with you all, and I feel like it's just been forever, and it kind of has been. Um, But, you know, we go through seasons of life where sometimes you just have to press pause, and then you're just ready to play again. So here I am. Um, On that note, I have really just been thinking about, I think today especially, about motherhood, um, the ability and blessing that I've had to work partially from home. I also work in our office as well, but I did spend the past few, honestly, since the school year started um, and summer of the last year of 2021, I kind of took a step back and spent more time working in my home. Now, That has definitely proved to be challenging, especially having a two boys who are full of energy and definitely on the loud side sometimes. (laughs) And then also having a special needs little man who is constantly wanting attention, constantly wanting food. And if you know our precious little Zeke, you just can't help but laugh because he is just, he's like a full-time job in itself, in himself. And today just happens to be his birthday, which is crazy. He's eight years old today. I cannot believe that he is eight. And it's been the best eight years of our lives, full of ups and downs. It's definitely been a roller coaster ride. And when I think back to this little man who is in a little incubator, on this day full of IVs and tubes and just, you know, the heaviness of the news that our baby boy had Down syndrome. I I guess 
every year on his birthday, I relive that day because it was so etched in my mind and in my heart. But I also rejoice because he has come such a long way. He has brought us such an incredible amount of joy. He is just pure happiness and sweetness bundled up together in a ball of energy and we wouldn't trade him for the world. All of that to say, as you know, I love to bring on guest speakers and feature other women who have a story to tell and who either have gained some type of expertise or wisdom that they're able to share in a specific genre or business element or even just home mom life. I feel that as personal development goes, we can learn from other women. And I'm really excited to introduce to you today my guest, Natalie Ruiz. Um, And it kind of goes along with the theme of working from home. So stay tuned. You're going to love learning more about Natalie. And I cannot wait to dive into our conversation today. So Natalie is the CEO of Answer Connect. While she is a CEO now, she started her career with the company as a temporary employee and actually almost quit during her first week because she wasn't sure the job of the company was the right fit. I think we can all relate to that to an extent. Have I know I've had um, you know, those types of experiences in the past with um, when I was first getting started, especially in the employment world, where I just wasn't sure, is this going to work out or not? Natalie often says that her path to success has been unconventional, and that's one of the aspects that fuels her to continue to challenge assumptions about what work, success, and the concept of what balance in life looks like. I love that she called out the word unconventional because I feel like society as a whole just gets so trapped with the conventional way of doing things, like how we're supposed to look, what success looks like, what our jobs should look like, our career paths. And it's okay for it to not be conventional. It's okay to blaze your own path, to redefine what success and what career life looks like for you. Natalie is an award-winning executive who has been recognized with awards for Female Executive of the Year and for Women Helping Women by the Stevie Award Association and a woman of influence by the Portland Business Journal. She is actually from Portland, Oregon and a tiny little town outside of that, which she will talk more about as we go into our heart to heart talk today. But I absolutely love her genuine heart and spirit in which she does things. If you follow her on social media, you will be so inspired by her reels, by her videos, and her ability to just rock the whole working from home. And she has really, truly given it an entirely new perspective. I absolutely adore this lady. So please stay tuned as we get started in our conversation. I cannot wait for you to hear from Natalie, and I know you're going to be inspired today, my friends. Well, welcome to the show, Natalie. I am really excited that you're joining me for this episode today. 
Yay, I am too. Thank you for having me. Oh my goodness. Well, I would love for you to share a little bit of your background and your story. I know we had spoken a little bit about this before, but I really loved um, getting to know you and learning your journey and what it looks like. So take over, Natalie. Definitely. Well, so today I am CEO at Answer Connect. I'm a board member at an organization called PDX Wit. I'm a mom, I'm a partner, I'm even an amateur baking challenge contestant in my my own kitchen. Oh my goodness, <laughs> uh, I love it. <laughs> all those baking shows, we watched a lot wow. of them and now we we try to replicate. But my origin or kind of my history is is really different than I think the life that I lead today. I, I definitely have small town roots. I grew up in a place called Timber, Oregon. My mom still lives there and there's about 50 homes. Wow. Um, so. Yeah, my sister and I spent <laughs> a lot of time playing outside and throwing pine cones at each other and gave us an opportunity to grow up slowly. And it was pre-high-speed mm-hmm. internet and definitely no cable TV happening. Um, so that, I think, built into me a, a habit of voracious reading and a lot of time to dream big, right. which I think helped lay the foundation for, for what came later. Um, in the early 2000s, I happened to find a company. It was Answer Connect. And I started as a temp and I just thought it was going to be a job. And in fact, it was bumpy. It was rough at the beginning and I thought I wouldn't stay. But everything changed for me when I had a chance to meet the founder of the company, share some of that feedback and see that he listened and he did something with it. I decided to give the company just a little bit longer and see what might happen. And it was the best choice of my life. Um, I've been there since 2006 and in 2015 was promoted to CEO. Wow, that is an amazing story, Natalie. And what I really love about it is just, well, number one, being with the company for that long (laughs) is such a rare thing these days. And I think it's awesome that you were able to grow kind of with the company and your loyalty and dedication obviously really paid off. It it has for me, it's been the adventure Mm -hmm. of a lifetime. And there have been so many opportunities to learn and make mistakes and do so in an environment that really cultivates that. Mm -hmm. Well, I know you have said that your path to success is, has been an unconventional one. Can you kind of share what that actually means? Like what is the unconventional part that kind of led you to where you are today? Definitely. Well, I would say so much of what I would say, you know, what defies convention? Well, I'm I'm a woman, I'm a working mother, I'm a CEO who started out as a temp. I'm somebody who grew up not in Silicon Valley or any place fancy. In mm-hmm. fact, you know, we chopped firewood and hauled it into our home to, to heat yeah. it. <laughs> I think wow. the path the path has been one that doesn't look like what we might believe success is supposed to look like. And I'm so Mm -hmm. happy about that. Um, It's been a lot of hard work, a lot of following curiosities. And truly, it wouldn't be fair for me to talk about this without saying a lot of luck and a lot of people helping me along the way. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think it's important, like you said, um, when you're able to recognize, I know you had mentioned earlier about um, you had like this chance meeting with the person who founded the company and that impacted you. And, you know, I think it's important to recognize when those opportunities come and to be open-minded to what it could lead and what it could look like for your life. And that sounds like that's what you did. 
I'm a big believer now when I can look back at the things that have been pivot points or big opportunities in letting the helpers help you. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's good. That is really good. And that's hard, isn't it? I feel like it just sounds so easy in theory, but why do we have <laughs> such a hard time doing that? I feel like, especially as women. Well, I think as women and as people who grow up in this culture of rugged individualism, we think we're supposed mm-hmm. to have all of the answers. Right. And right. we armor up and we think mm-hmm. that if we say, you know, I'm not sure about that or I don't know, that somehow that's weakness. Mm, right. And it's not. It's it's absolutely not. It's a lot of strength to be vulnerable. It right. takes a lot of strength to be an equal with somebody and say, I'm not sure. Can we figure this out together? And I've mm-hmm. learned now that you can draw upon the the knowledge and the experience and the expertise of everyone around you. And that's how you become continually better. Right. And that's the goal is, is to just, we, we all can do better. Like we're, none of us are perfect. And I think um, the important thing is to take our fear and turn it into fuel. And how, how do you, how does that look like for you? I'm sure with, you know, with your journey and like you said, your background where you could have thought, who am I? Like I come from very humble, you know, beginnings and working yourself into the CEO. What did you ever have those doubts and fears? Constantly. I mean, we could do this entire episode, this entire discussion on just that, you know, the gremlins, the gremlins that would say, you know, who are you to think that you could do this? Or who do you think you are now that you've had these opportunities? Mm -hmm. Um, I think imposter syndrome, limiting beliefs, all of this, it's really, really common. And so I've battled with that for my entire life, for definitely my entire career. And I've had big surges of it at certain pivot points. Um, Certainly being promoted to CEO was a big one because I didn't know any other CEOs. And I certainly didn't know any other CEOs who seemed like me. Right. And so I didn't have a roadmap for what that might look like. I didn't have Mm -hmm. an example. And so that made me kind of internalize and think, well, maybe I didn't deserve to be in this place. And to get over that fear, I really just kind of had to to fake it until I felt it. Because Mm -hmm. I recognized that so many people would give so much to have an opportunity to have a platform, to have a title, to have the ability to make an impact. And I was just wasting time not leaning into that. Right, right. That's so good, Natalie. And while you're, you know, going through that whole, um, you know, journey in your career, talk to me about that and the environment that you worked in. What, What did that look like for you? So I am... I will be eternally grateful for the environment that I've gotten to work in. I mean, certainly in the early days I mentioned, it was chaotic. It was very much a startup. Mm -hmm. But the good part of that is that it was constantly changing, which could be a little bit chaotic. But what it meant is that we were constantly having this conversation about Mm -hmm. how we could be better. And from the very beginning, everyone's voice was invited into that conversation. So me being a very new temporary employee had a chance to talk to the founder of the company and they listened. And this isn't just about me. This is the environment. And the conversation today, all these years later, is still going on. And the voices from our entire global 
workforce are invited in. And I really, truly think that is our competitive advantage. Wow, that is really awesome. You just don't hear about, um, you know, that kind of environment where people feel that it's truly a team. Um, where, you know, you kind of, you all have an equal part in making that vision a reality. I think that's so inspiring. It's, I'm so grateful you asked about the environment and there's a foundation of humility. Mm-hmm. And when you can be humble enough to know that you yourself don't have it all figured out, then you can get busy being a learner. And yeah. we're committed to lifelong learning. And that means you can always learn from the person next to you. Everybody walks a different path in life. And this mm-hmm. is another reason why I can say I've got an unconventional background. Right. There really isn't conventional when you get to know people. And that conversation can open up and illuminate so many different insights that help a work environment be more diverse, more inclusive, and help facilitate more belonging amongst all of your employees. Right. Well, as as a CEO and all of this, um, what does your work schedule look like? <laughs> like, talk to us about the life of a CEO. <laughs> well, so first, I'll say I am a most of the time remote working CEO, really? and have been for many years. Yes. Wow. So I am coming to you live with my fuzzy slippers on and my home office, (laughs) which is amazing. And if I had to Mm -hmm. commute and wear heels and wear a suit every day, I would probably Mm be a grumpier, sadder person. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I'm actually really glad that you brought that up because um, I think especially in the last, you know, like couple years with the pandemic, um, there's been a lot more open-minded perspectives on working from home because so many people had no choice. But before that, I mean, you've been working from home for a much longer time when I feel like it was a time that it just wasn't as glamorous or, you know, people had a lot of misconceptions about that whole work from home thing. Like it wasn't an actual career type position. And talk to us about how you were able to get through that period to where you are now, where all of these people now have to work from home. And here you've just been rocking it for years. <laughs> like this is your jam, right? Yeah, this this is my jam. And I don't want any other jam. I think the, the <laughs> work for me has been flexible and mm-hmm. I've seen the wins. So I can talk just personally. So you asked about my schedule as a CEO and I'll talk a little bit about that. And then I want to talk broader about work from home. I get to be so much more effective because I save, I mean, previously when I did commute to an office, it was like two hours a day Mm, on the road. Then as a mom, you factor in childcare or after school activities and you really start to create obstacles, Mm -hmm. barriers to entry. And the fact that I get to work from home now means that I can log in very early to connect with folks who are in different time zones and to get some work done before I need to get my daughter up for school. I get to take a break and I'm there with her in the morning. We, She can have her breakfast. We have a nice morning routine and I take her to school. And then I'm back and I'm working hard until it's time to pick her up. Mm-hmm. Get her picked up, get her taken care of, and I'm back online. And I can do that because of the flexibility. So my schedule is full, but there's this right. level of flexibility so that I can still be available for the important moments. Mm-hmm. And I think that's um, that's something that, 
probably many of us have at some point or another in our life really just yearned for. And maybe, you know, there's just been opportunities where that could happen, but, you know, there's that fear that, what will people think? Or can I do this? And can I make the mm-hmm. home environment an actual, and I think a lot of it comes down to the spaces that you create and, um, you know, treating it as, you know, even scheduling in everything, just as you would in an office environment, it all can totally be done from home. But, um, you know, I think sometimes people just don't realize how important it is to create those boundaries and, you know, not be afraid to be like, hey, this is my space. This is where it needs to be orderly. It needs to be clean. It needs to, you know, work. But, um, right. you know, it, a lot of it just comes to how we create that because you're essentially creating that environment in your home. Definitely. I'll say mm-hmm. that my success as a remote worker, it's been iterative. I definitely made the mistake. I remember the very first day that I was going to work from home. I thought this was going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. I was used to getting up at five in the morning and then commuting for an hour and a half and doing all of these things in order to be available for my first meeting at 8 a.m. So the very first day that I was going to work from home, I thought I had it just, I'd cracked the code and I set my alarm for 7.30 in the morning. And I thought, I'm not going to get ready. It's going to be great. I'm going to have all this extra sleep. Well, I think everybody who has now worked from home knows that that is a recipe for feeling really funky and awkward. <laughs> yes. And so it's taken, it's, I think it's constant checking in, definitely creating a space, definitely creating a schedule that works. Mm-hmm. And then checking in. If I'm finding that every day at 2.30, I'm starting to drag, that means maybe at two o'clock, I need to take like a 20 minute walk. Maybe Mm -hmm. I need to shift my schedule a bit so that something else happens, but it's, you can be very, very successful. And I would say from my experience, much more productive working from home, but you're in charge of your own destiny. You're in charge of your own success. And so you have to be in the driver's seat of that. Oh, that is so true. That is really, really true. I think a lot of it is just our own mindsets. And sometimes we get inside ourselves, our our own heads and we're our own worst, um, you know, enemy when it comes to things like that. And I know for me, when I um, fast forward in quite a few years, when my second son was born, um, we had found out that he had a disability and it kind of forcefully just changed everything in my life. And I remember thinking that I had to completely give up any hopes of a career because, um, you know, there were doctor appointments and he had multiple health conditions and just it was very overwhelming. And then, you know, after a little while, I realized that, you know, that time at home the ability to be there for him and my other, my older son to create a schedule around those doctor appointments and the things that were just so important to me in life was very empowering. And you can, you know, for those out there who are listening, maybe you're, you know, maybe you're older and you realize you have to start taking care of your parents or whatever that situation looks like for you it is totally okay to, you know, embrace that and step into that. And it can absolutely work. Yes, I I 100% agree with that. And I would say Mm -hmm. I've learned like nobody else is going to be as committed to your success, to you living a life of purpose, to you finding that thing that lights you up. Nobody's going to be as committed to it as you will be. Right. Wow, is that so true? 
That is so very true. We're at a place, I think, when it comes to the future of work, where this can be a pivot. And I hope that mm-hmm. if there's anything good that has come out of living through and with this pandemic, that we can see that we can weather the shakeup of what work looks like and where it takes place and even when it takes place. And I hope that'll afford more opportunities for people who do need or want to schedule around other aspects of their life. For those who are listening who um, maybe they just don't even know where to start, like Mm -hmm. they've always been in a corporate environment or maybe, you know, whatever environment, Mm -hmm. and they just don't know like how to make that first step where they can kind of get in that zone and go after what they really truly love and are passionate about. What words of wisdom can you share based off of your own unconventional, but beautiful journey, Natalie, that you have been able to share with us today? What can you give them to kind of as a first couple steps? Well, I would say First, keep going. It's it's extremely overwhelming if we think that we're supposed to have all of the answers. Mm-hmm. But I would say get in tune with yourself. Really try mm-hmm. to, whether it's journaling or meditating or exercising or thinking or whatever it is that gets the ideas flowing, start to really check in with yourself on what it is that you want and then decide. And then I would say it's the small things that end up being the big things. So with every Mm -hmm. decision you're making or not making, you're either moving closer to or further away from what that big goal is. And I would say start there because you'll start to frame up the decisions on whether, whatever it might be, whether it's leading a, you know, healthier life or changing careers or personal growth or whatever the case is, if you stay checked in with yourself and you stay tuned in, then you can start to qualify the things that you're doing and not doing as whether they're moving you closer or further away from what it is that you want. Um, And for me, I think about it, Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spank, she talked Mm. about this. I I love her. her. I love her too. (laughs) I do too. She is fantastic. I actually had the opportunity to hear her speak um, a couple years back and she is just, she's just amazing. I'm so glad that you brought her up. Yes. Agreed. (laughs) She inspired me so much. I'm telling you when I became a CEO, I was like, I have to find some role models that I can look up to. And she was definitely one of Mm -hmm. them. She is one of them. And Mm -hmm. she sold fax machines door to door for like seven Mm -hmm. or eight years prior to founding Spanx. And she tells the story. And if you're into her, you probably know it. But she says one day she like pulls over on the side of the road. She's crying. And she's like, call the director, call the producer. Like I'm in the wrong movie. Like this is not the way my life is supposed to be. Right. And she knew she had to do something different. She didn't know what. And mm-hmm. I think that if we maintain that knowledge that we are the main characters of our story, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean the story is going to be without bumps. There's no good movie. There's no good book that doesn't have plot twists, right. doesn't have unexpected things. You know, the main character has to go through some hardship in order for us to all be cheering at the end. But we are the main character. It is mm-hmm. our story. And so... I don't know. I think that especially for women, sometimes we take on these caretaking duties or we have this long list of we shoulds or we coulds or we have tos. Right. And somehow the the thing that lights us up, our passion gets lost or deprioritized. And 
if I had something to say to folks who are wondering what that first step would be, I guess it would maybe be to remember that it's your story and then start mm-hmm. thinking about how you want it to play out. Yeah, that, 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 that is such excellent advice because I, and this is something I can definitely relate to because for so long, my story really was not mine. It was this, my story kind of weaved into what other people said my story should look mm-hmm. like or read mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard to, to live your life that way. It's, it's a very unhappy um, story. <laughs> if, since we're talking about that, mm-hmm. you know, when, when you're not able to, like you said, tune into yourself and, um, you know, stop, stop listening to the distractions. I know a lot of questions I've had people ask me is, well, uh, how do you actually get any work done at home? Because don't you feel like you have to be doing the laundry or don't you get distracted mm-hmm. by, you know, what's going on in the, you know, all this, these other little things, oh, you have to make dinner or whatever. How do you tune out those distractions? And I think, like you said, just, just, just relaxing and knowing that it's your story and you can make it however you need to make it. <laughs> and, maybe, really and maybe you as a main character, the priority isn't that there's never a dish in the sink. Maybe the exactly. priority is that you get some writing done or you get mm-hmm. some work done. And maybe that's okay. Right. <laughs> I So here you go, everybody. We have <laughs> a CEO who is an award winning executive and an author and a powerful speaker. And she's saying it's okay if there's a couple dishes in the sink. <laughs> there totally are. <laughs> oh, that's great. That was fantastic. Well, I I would love to just keep on um, going just forever with this, <laughs> Natalie. I've so enjoyed and I would love maybe sometime we could just have you back on again and you could do a part two. <laughs> I'd love it. Yes. Um, but this is so good. But I, I want to make time um for people who are listening, how can they follow you and get to know you more, Natalie? What is the best way for them to connect with you? So you can connect. Um, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. You can um, search up my name. It's LinkedIn.com and then the slash and then Natalie Ruiz. I'm also on Instagram, which I think is really fun, at least for now. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me on Instagram. It's kind of like my external journal you know all good vibes but it's um it's underscore natalie ruiz um and connect there or you can email me it's natalie at anywhere.co okay awesome and i'll make sure to include these links in the show notes as well um and i just encourage um all of you listening please go check her out um, and when you see her, I mentioned this earlier, but she is absolutely stunning, by the way. <laughs> you oh my gosh. You have to just see her. Um, but either way, it's been such a great conversation. I really appreciate how um, authentic you are, Natalie, and just your desire to share your story to help others. And it, that is that alone is so inspiring because I think there's going to be many who can relate to that small town like background or you know, just climbing that ladder to where you are now takes a lot of dedication. And I'm just really thankful that you stepped on today to share with all of our listeners. It's been wonderful. Well, it has been all my pleasure, Rachel. Thanks for creating this space and this community. I think what you're doing is amazing. And I, I've also loved learning about your story. So Thank I think this is, this is the name of the game. This is the goal, right? If we yeah. share our stories, make connections and mm-hmm. hopefully help somebody else feel like it's possible and they're not alone, then that's a win. 
It is a win. And that's what life is all about. We need, we do need others. And, um, you know, it's important to share our stories, I think, with, you know, those around us in the best way that we can, because just a few words of encouragement or just feeling that you can relate can make all of the difference in where your journey will take you next. So this is just, this has just been wonderful. And thank you again, Natalie, for coming on today. My pleasure. Thank you so, so, so much. Wow, my friends, I hope you were inspired by Natalie today. I hope you just were able to sit down and soak in all of her words of wisdom. And I wish you could see how absolutely gorgeous she is. You have to follow her, um, especially on Instagram. I love to watch her reels and to see the words of wisdom that she has for her audience. She's just so sweet, so genuine and inspiring. She really is. And I felt like this conversation just flowed so just naturally. And, you know, one of the things that I really took away from this, and I mentioned this kind of as an intro at the beginning of this episode was just don't worry about things being conventional all the time. Don't worry about what people think all the time. Don't worry about the stigmas and the pressure that society can put on you for, you know, figuring out your career path and what that looks like for you. I struggle with that for a long time, especially as, you know, we were going through parenting a special needs child and building our own company, putting in super long nights, weekends, working, you know, any chance I could sneak some time in, but also feeling like, am I really a professional? Am I, am I being seen? And I just want you to know that if you've ever struggled with feelings like that, if you're, you know, just feeling overwhelmed, feeling like you're alone, that you're in your own little corner of the world and nobody's noticing, nobody's paying attention, you're working hard, you're trying to make your dream a reality, just know that we do see you, that we are rooting for you. We may not know you, but you're listening to this podcast and I just want to be on here to say, keep going. You're doing a good job and it's going to pay off. Look at this amazing story with Natalie. She started as a temporary employee, worked her way all the way up to CEO of this amazing company and she did it because she didn't give up and she didn't care you know what that looked like for her or what people were going to think of her because she was more concerned with what she thought of herself so i just want to thank you for tuning in today for being patient with me when my episodes are not always on time or consistent but bearing with me for listening anyways, I'm really, truly grateful for you. And I would love to know your feedback. So please, if you found this on social media, just leave a comment and let me know what you thought. If you could also leave me a review on whatever platform you're listening on, that would mean the world to me. I really, truly appreciate it. On that note, Another episode will be launching next week, and I'm so excited. I can't wait for you to hear it. Stay tuned, my friends, and be blessed.